So welcome to our Women's Corner. My name is Vicky Jacoby. I'm married to Doug. Uh, I think now we're going on uh, 28 years. And I've been encouraged by so many to share some of the lessons that I have learned as I have been fortunate to travel the world, live in many different countries, and try to put into practice the things that the Bible, the biblical principles that we read about, trying to put those into practice in my life. Earlier this year, I had a wonderful opportunity to share a class with Lavonia Drabo and Sarah Alawai and myself, where we really answered women's questions. And it dawned on me that there are so many women, so many of us out there, we have questions, but we may be in a congregation that's small where there aren't many older women, or we find ourselves in a lonely place with sick children, and we're really not able sometimes to find answers to our questions. We had a wonderful afternoon together, the room was packed, and it made me remember how grateful I am for being a part of this congregation here in Atlanta because of the older women that I've been able to talk to, pray with, and share things that are on my heart. So this is our attempt at putting together a woman's corner. I remember as a child, I grew up in England, that there was a program on the BBC called Woman's Hour. And it was on every afternoon in the early part of the afternoon, I think when young children were asleep. And my mother listened religiously to this every single day. And there were all kinds of things on it from recipes and interviews, news, politics, health and education. But it was from the female perspective. So what I hope this corner will provide is a safe place for us to share from the female perspective. God made us differently from men. We do not think the same. And so hopefully this will be a place where we can share, we can be safe and we can encourage one another. So please do send in some questions and I will attempt or I will ask some of my wise women friends for answers. And we are going to record podcasts and scriptures that we hope will encourage those of us out there who sometimes are lacking answers. 20 years ago, I found myself in a very defiant, despondent, despairing kind of situation. At the time, we had been living in Sweden and we were being asked to move to the United States. I did not want to move to the United States. And I remember that it just seemed so difficult. I felt I had no one to turn to who would listen to me, who would hear me. Really, the decision had been made. And it was the first time in my life where I feel like my plans and my desires really collided with what was God's will for my life. I was in a huge transition. I really didn't know what to do. And I remember the Packers were coming and the decision had been made and the church had been told and it had been very difficult for me. We had two young children, an 18 month old and a three and a half year old. And I remember I was in such a despondent place that I really didn't care at the time what happened or how things were going to be. And Doug said, Vicky, you've got to take your Bible. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help you, but you need to just go and read and you've got to sort yourself out. And I was, as I said, defiant. It's not my proudest moment by any means. And I just remember going into a room and closing the door and feeling that everything was lost. Everything I desired and wanted for my life was going in a completely different direction. And I just remember I was upset with God and I sort of threw my Bible open and thought, well, okay, I'll start reading in Luke. 
And I have shared this lesson before because it's really become a pillar in my life. And I started reading the book of Luke. And I'm going to share this by way of introduction uh, and for the title, How Will This Be? And I, as I started going through Luke chapter 1, I about, read about Zechariah. And Zechariah is in the temple and he's serving. He's been faithful. His wife's been, Elizabeth, has been faithful to God. And they've prayed for years to have a child and it hasn't happened. And finally, the angel comes to him during his time of service in Luke chapter 1 and tells Zechariah, your prayers, your petitions have been heard. And Zechariah asks the angel in Luke chapter 1, verse 18, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. And in another version of the NASE, he says, how can I know this for certain? And I think that's so often where we find ourselves. We want reassurance. How can we be sure? How can we be certain? How can we know? Anyway, Zechariah, we know, ends up causing some kind of distress to this angel because he's representing God. The angel is representing God. And Zechariah is not willing to take him at his word. Zechariah probably had prayed for years for a child. And in those days, it had been so tragic and so hard. And I'm sure he felt, we've prayed for this, we've begged for this, we've fasted for this, and it hasn't come true. And now you tell me, how can I be sure? In the same chapter, a little bit later, we find that the same angel goes and greets Mary. Mary, who is not married, she's engaged, but she's told by the same angel that she is going to have a child. And it's interesting because Mary too has a question. And I remember reading this passage and Mary doesn't ask how can she be certain? She's not skeptical. She says in verse 34, how will this be? She's looking for clarification. And I remember as I read this passage 20 years ago, I thought there are two ways to ask questions. How can I be sure of this versus how will this be? And as we start as an introduction to this lesson, a series of lessons on Mary, the mother of Jesus. She's one of the women in the New Testament that we see her life, probably from her teenage years, probably all the way through to, you know, we, we find her even after Jesus's death with disciples, with the early church. But I'm quite sure we see this woman for maybe 33 years or so. And it's one of the most complete lives that we have. And we see her go through highs and lows. And we see her as a young woman, incredibly faithful, incredibly inspired by what the angel has said, and just wanting to be pleasing to God and to serve. And it's amazing to me that she too has questions. I remember thinking, God can answer my questions, but what is my attitude towards asking the question? Did I ask like Zechariah? Was I skeptical? Was I looking for proof? Or was I like Mary, who's accepted that something incredible is going to happen, but is looking for clarification? How will this be? And I think as I hope that as we go through this series of lessons on Mary, we as women can ask ourselves when we find ourselves in a tough spot, How will this be? Instead of, how can this be happening to me? 
It's not fair. It's impossible. Look at what I've done. I've been praying for years and it's not turning out my way. And so often we find ourselves, whether our husband's jobs change, whether we haven't found a husband, whether something tragic has happened in our family, our children don't want to seem to be faithful. There are so many things that we find in life that are very challenging and very difficult. But this lesson about how to ask questions has really helped me over and over and over. When I first saw this 20 years ago, it helped me pack. It helped me prepare for moving to a country that I wasn't too keen to move to. Because I had to realize I needed help from God. How will this be? And I think one of the things we need most as women is not someone to tell us what to do, but is to have a friend and to be someone who's a support. And as we go through life together, having somebody that we can share, that we can pray with. Not all of us are in situations. Some of us are isolated. And hopefully this corner will provide the encouragement and hopefully the support that all of us can, that we all of us need and that we can find in one another. Life really is a series of transitions. We get at odds with people. We get at odds with church leaders. We get at odds with community leaders. We get upset by politicians. And yet we need so much to have the support of one another to get through these difficult times. Our feelings are true, but that's not always the truth. And I know having friends that help me understand what is the truth, that help me go back to the scriptures, because that is true. That's noble. That's something to want to put into practice in my life. I'm fortunate, as I said, to travel. And so often women say, we want more practical lessons. And I think we do need practical lessons, but a lot of times what we really need is to put the words into practice. It is so difficult to do. Matthew 7 encourages us to put the words into practice. You can have the wise man and the foolish man, and they can build on the rock and they can build on the sand. We have the same opportunity, but the wise one is the one who puts these words, the scripture, into practice. And that's my hope, is that as women, we can encourage each other and put into practice the words, find out what's practical, what's meaningful, how can we apply it to our lives today? Because they are very, very different than 2,000 years ago. So by way of introduction, let's ask ourselves the question, whatever we are facing, how will this be? Let's aim this next week to be like Mary. When we find ourselves in a difficult, tough spot, when we're feeling opposed, where we feel like things are not going our way or the way we want it, the way we planned, to ask ourselves, how will this be? Rather than this question, hmm, how can I be sure of this? I need proof, God. A verse most of us know and we're very familiar with is in Hebrews 11. Verse 1 tells us, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And in verse 6, we know that Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I think Zechariah had had his faith knocked. He'd prayed, he'd been patient, but he didn't think that his prayers had been heard. God works through processes. 
And sometimes the processes are long. And yet he worked to his glory. And the birth of John the Baptist was a phenomenal part of the ministry of Jesus. And it fulfilled scripture. And it was the heralding of a new beginning. Maybe for us, we need to make sure that we're not asking the questions. We've not got a skeptical tone. How can I be sure of this? But we're asking God, please give us the faith. Please help me through. Please help me understand. Could I just get a little more clarification? I know that nothing is impossible for you, which is what Mary declares. But somehow it seems that she's a little bit more faithful at this time. I know for me at times when I've found myself not so faithful, it's when I found it hard to pray. Or when I found my Bible reading just gets stunted. And I think that, you know, faith comes through hearing the word. So from this corner, what I would love to do is share a series of lessons that I have put together on Mary. A lot of it centers around her relationships, her relationship with Elizabeth, her relationship with Joseph, her relationship with, shall we say, established religion when she goes to the temple and with Simeon and with Anna, the relationship she has with Jesus, the relationship she has with God, which is so clear at such a teenage age when she probably came to find out that she was going to have this child. Um, we find Mary forming new relationships later in life. We find Mary reacting with Jesus's siblings. And so I have got to put together a number of lessons from these things that have really helped me during my life and have all often become pillars. And we see Mary um, going through such challenging times. We see Mary at the end of Jesus' life. We find Mary at the cross and we find Mary after the resurrection and building new relationships, having gone through an incredible transition of no longer living in her hometown, uh, but now she's in Jerusalem, and you find her there with the other women. So this is a glimpse of some of the lessons, the podcasts we're going to put together. And I thank you for those who've written in with some questions, and please do send them, um, because I would like to be able to incorporate some answers perhaps in these lessons, but also for us to be able to share the scriptures together, because I do believe that's where our faith will be strengthened, we will be encouraged, and it's a way that we can support one another as we walk and journey through life together. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this first podcast, and very soon there will be another one posted, which will be talking about Mary and her relationships. But for now, when faced in a challenging situation, I know I need to ask myself, and I pray that you will ask yourself, how will this be, God? That we can be gracious and accepting tough situations, praying for a different outcome, but understanding God is working his purposes out, and that we want our lives ultimately to bring glory to him, and that through patience and through grace, we may see a very different outcome where we've submitted and we've been faithful and that we can be like Mary, perhaps stunned by having the words of God presented to us in a way that we weren't expecting and yet so excited to see that God is working in our lives and is using us and answering our questions. I really believe ultimately as women, we want to live peaceful lives, but it's challenging in the world that we live in. And I know we want to have the response that Mary had in verse 38 of Luke chapter 1, 
where she just says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be as you have said. I know that's how, as women, we want to have that peacefulness. We want to have that faithfulness. But I also know we need a lot of encouragement. I don't want to be like Zechariah, who found that he wasn't able to accept the words that God had spoken to him through the angel. And in verse 20, he was told, you'll be silent and not able to speak until this day happens because you didn't believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. As I read this passage of scripture, I have a feeling that Zechariah had to finish his time in the temple, go home to Elizabeth. And then it seems to me he probably was silent for about a year. Sometimes I've felt like I have been silent for a long period of time. And I wonder if that's because I've been asking God, how can I be sure of this? So whether your life is in a silent time or a quiet patch, or whether you've seen God working powerfully, hopefully we can share together and we can have a perspective and put into practice the words that Mary shared. How will this be? Thank you.